Welcome back, everyone, to the Dump Off Podcast. I am here with Taryn, KB, and Chino. Dilly is, again, unable to make it today. We will be going over week eight of the NFL season, previewing every game, giving giving us, giving you guys our picks, and doing our uh, spread picks at the end. How's everyone doing? Good. going to be better. Wow. Fantastic. Sweet. All right. Uh, let me, real quick, to pull back the curtain here. I'll just keep it a buck with you guys. We had already started this podcast and had some technical difficulties, so we're going to try to speed this up a little bit and jump right into the first game instead of uh, having our normal little small talk. So, <laughs> Brown Steelers, first game on the slate. Um, what are you guys going to be looking for in this one? Um... So I mentioned this earlier, but I think that the Browns definitely escaped with the victory against Denver. Um, they kind of used it as, I think it's, it was a risky play trying to sneak out a win with all the injuries and hoping that, you know, everyone gets back healthy. Um, there is still a question mark on whether Baker plays. Um, I think regardless if he does or does not play, I think they, they still win. Um, this team is too talented to lose to what I believe is an inconsistent Steelers team, even though they've shown flashes of being a bit better than we think. Um, having some of the guys rested and um, back in the lineup like Nick Chubb. Uh, and then again, Baker, we'll see if that sparks the offense. That's been pretty average. I would even say mediocre. Um, and and it just sucks because I know Taryn, we both have high expectations for this team. We both picked um, preseason them to be in the Super Bowl. So um, we're just kind of waiting for them to, to really gain some momentum in the schedule and to, to pick up a couple W's and get back into the thick of things in the playoff race. Yeah, if you look at their injury report, there's some big names here that are either limited or didn't practice today, especially like some key players, in my opinion, like Denzel Ward didn't practice, uh, J.C. Treader didn't practice, Jedrick Wills was limited today, Clowney didn't practice. So their injury report is very long. I do not like the Steelers team at all, especially in Cleveland, so I do think they win. but. Baker's obviously the biggest key, whether he plays and how he plays. Obviously, getting Nick Chubb back is, I, th- I think it's big. Uh, they rely on him heavily, so I think I'm going to go with Cleveland to win this game. I'm with you. I think that the injuries have been an issue for most of the season, including Baker, uh, even before we knew about it. I think he was playing with the shoulder a little bit messed up. And they've, even though maybe not living up to some of our expectations, they've still been able to beat bad teams, give some good teams games, Chiefs Chargers. uh, And the Steelers are still trash. So I'm going to go with them to win. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you all. Um, This offense definitely took, took a hit. They just look off. Whenever Jarvis went down, and apparently what I've what I've been seeing on Twitter is that Jarvis might be coming back this game, so if they He's can pick up right play. where they left off when they had Jarvis, 
they'll, they'll be back to back in shape. Uh, I, I, uh this is actually last game. You did play last game. Yeah. Yeah. Bad time. All right. <laughs> um, this game, I think, has a lot more importance now just because um, what we had seen last week with Cincinnati beating Baltimore and um, taking the lead in the division. If Cleveland can win here against Pittsburgh, it's not only a win, uh, an interdivision win, but they still have two games with the Bengals. Um, the Bengals next week, actually. And then, um, yeah, I mean, this is their first division game. So a lot lined up. They're still, even with the rough start that Cleveland had, they have the schedule to kind of write the ship uh, just beating their division opponents. Um, so important for both teams, actually. They Both teams need to win to just kind of stay stay on the pace of the Bengals and the Ravens. Um, so this is one of the key matchups, I think, on the early slate for me, at least. So we're all going Agreed. Browns? Seems to be that way. Right. Hey, um, KB, remember when you had the Steelers in your top 10 power rankings? Yeah, seventh best team in the league, third best team in the AFC. That was after a great time. Two. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, they beat the uh, the How almighty was... Bills. Well, How's yeah. that working out for you? <laughs> They're still in the thick of things in a playoff race. So are the Bears, but... Yeah, what's your point? I don't see the Colts anywhere. <laughs> Or we have the same record as you, so try again. Colts are better than both of those teams. That's a fact. Oh, anyway, thank you guys. <laughs> uh, I actually like this next game. I I may be alone on that, but Panthers at Falcons. What the fuck? Why? <laughs> what do you mean, why? What's there to like about this game? Can't wait to hear your explanation. Why, bro? The have you watched the, like the last three weeks of the Falcons? Yeah, it's been fucking entertaining. Matty Ice. Their offense has been good. Kyle Pitts has begun to break out. And it's like, it's looking more along the lines of how I expected it to look coming into the season. I think they're buying in and starting to properly run Arthur Smith's offense. Kyle Pitts isn't human. And Matt Ryan's playing some good football. Really, he sucked absolute horse meat the first two, if not three weeks. But ever since, he's looking like Matty Ice. So uh, I would like to see if that continues against a solid defense, I guess I would describe the Panthers as. And, um, yeah, just more, more data points to prove me right that Sam Darnold's bad. I'm all for this game. You're not giving uh, enough love to uh, the resurgence of Corderell Patterson. I think he, he has to be up there in all-purpose yards, right? Like, I think he has like over 200 yards receiving and rushing. No, like, that's just rushing. He's now out-snapping Mike Davis um, in rush attempts. That's G's boy. That's our boy. I told you so many times that Mike Davis is garbage. I'm on the show, Mike Davis. <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk poorly of Mike Davis on this podcast. Oh, you should man. know better. Well, that's better than when Chino drafted him in the fifth round of our fantasy draft and then and dropped, then dropped him him. immediately. He's sitting on my bench, so when I win, it's going to feel that much better. Okay, bro, I got Cordell Patterson. And you're in last. 
True. So I'm playing against KB too. Yeah, who yeah, is probably in second last. Yep. I've had a I had a rough go with injuries and Same. scheduling and not nah, you know your team's just bad. Chino, you're, oh. yeah, you're yeah, you're bad. Bad. You're playing Davis Mills at one point. Like <laughs> Bro, because everyone else on my fucking roster was hurt. Russ was down. <laughs> Zach Wilson's good night. So uh back to this game. This is actually important <laughs> in terms of just like the middle tier of the NFC, these both of these well, teams are in the Why would you care about it. this game? What? I can't wait to hear this. And then he leads off. Well, like, this game's actually kind of important. <laughs> it's interesting in the grand scheme of things, but I'm not going to watch it because it's going to be disgusting. Sam Darnold, I mean, I said it last pod, I, I'm going to eat the dick here. He sucks. Like, he's garbage. I'm surprised that they're giving him another shot um, to start this week. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. It, it, PJ it's, Walker should play. Yeah, I, I totally agree. One more decent game, so they can flip him for something, trade him, sell well, high. This would be the defense to do it on. Exactly. So, would make sense. Has anyone is... seen Calvin Ridley? Like, what's going on with him? <laughs> Where is he at? Is he playing? <laughs> <laughs> that is. That's a good point. He really has not done anything. No. I I expect it to improve though i think they're still kind of trying to find their identity offensively as much as it started to look better i think once it hits you know it's true potential for this season he'll start to have some good games especially if kyle pitts is going to keep going off and defenses are going to start game planning around that i mean it's not for lack of targets he's had double digit targets the last four games I, he's yeah, only, he's only played five games. Yeah, so I, I don't know what's going on I with him. One. Is uh, AJ Terrell's playing, right? That guy, he's been a very nice surprise for the season, I believe. Questionable and, as far as I see here, but it looks like trending towards playing. Yeah. Um, even though this defense is still cheeks, like he's he's been the 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 lone bright spot on that roster and. Um, that makes me happy because I know a lot of people were down on him after this first couple of years. Mr. Grady Jarrett would like a word with you. <laughs> yeah, that's you. He's <laughs> one of the most underrated interior defensive linemen just because the entire defense around him sucks ass. If he was on a contender, everyone would be talking about him. Absolutely. Uh, Sam Darnold's been so bad that it's uh hurt DJ Moore so much and I love watching DJ Moore. Also Robbie so, Anderson's basically non existent. Well Robbie Anderson's terrible in general. DJ Moore's actually good at football. <laughs> true. Even Teddy Two Gloves made Robbie Anderson productive though. Yeah. That's true. Well, do you who do you guys think wins this game then? Are we all off the Panthers now? Um I think the Panthers win. I got the Falcons. That's interesting. I have the Falcons. Why do you have the Panthers, G? Because I think the Falcons take this one. Um, uh, riding a two-game win streak, a division their, opponent. They need their to win defense this game. is better. Um, obviously, I think the Falcons' defense is terrible. I think I'm pretty sure Jeremy Chin is playing. He is, I think. He, he is. He was probably the best matchup that Kyle Pitts has seen so far. 
He's like a bigger safety. He's not obviously not going to shut him down or whatever, but I like his size and athleticism to match was, up with kids. I was going to say, you, like me, I know you watched every snap of Kyle Pitts as a prospect, if not, <laughs> at least almost all of them, just like I did. And tell me really with a straight face that you think Jeremy Chin is going to cause him issues. I don't think he's going to shut him down, but he's <laughs> the best matchup Kyle Pitts has faced. Fair enough. And um, the Panthers have Chuba Hubbard, who's from Canada, so we're good. Also represent. Um, also, reports coming out that the Panthers will not be pursuing Deshaun Watson, which I don't know what they're doing then. Which is uh, them just lying because... It was actually reported that they agreed on a deal with Houston and Watson used his no-trade clause because he said, I don't want to go to that. I don't want to go to that. Pretty much looks like Miami is the only spot. Yep. Malik Willis season in Carolina? They're not going to be drafting high enough for the best quarterback in this class. Sam Howell season, then. Ew. Staying in state. <laughs> I would fucking use like a, th- a second or third and just draft Carson Strong over drafting Sam Howell. I like that. I have, have a nice little QB comp with Darnold and Carson Strong. That's not a QB competition. He got benched for PJ Walker. <laughs> PJ, PJ Walker's elite. If there's a QB competition after that, it'll be Sam Howell and PJ Walker. That's the QB competition. Oof. Uh. Anyway, speaking of Miami. That's the next game I've got here. Dolphins at Bills. Repeat of that atrocious blowout in week two. Different different teams, though. I think Bills have hit their stride, so they look better. Uh, Dolphins' offense has also been much better, although the defense sucks. Uh, Not sure what to make of that, really, given the talent that they have. A lot of I'm not going to go into it because I'm going to sound like a broken record. A lot of the blame seems to be put on Tua. I'm I'm starting to wonder when when Brian Flores starts to when we need to start putting it on on him a little bit, being the defensive guy and having talent. You know, you just can't let up this amount of points over and over again, especially now that your offense is playing well. Like this is when. This is what you wanted to see. This is the offense that I thought was a possibility coming into the season why I was so high on them, and they don't even have two of their three best wide receivers, but now the defense is letting them down. So uh, I don't know. I don't think it'll be as bad of a game as as it was in week two, but I'd be pretty shocked if Miami pulled out an upset here. Yeah, I'd be uh, shocked if Miami could win this game. The Bills team that's playing now is not the Bills team they faced when they got blown out. Like we said this many times before, but when they got blown out, that Bills offense did not look good. But now they're putting up points at will. They can do whatever they want. And their defensive line is playing really well, which is very scary for this Dolphins offensive line because it's been so bad. And between like their rookies like Gregory Rousseau and their young guys like AJ Epinesa at Oliver in the middle. This defensive line is playing really well. 
And I think it's going to be, um, two is pretty much going to be pre- under pressure pretty much the whole game. And I'd be very shocked if they're able to pull this one out. Uh, I'm with you guys. Um, even though the Dolphins have looked a lot better with Tua coming back. Um, I, I like where the Bills are at, even with the loss to Tennessee. I think they made the right decision going for it. Um, and, you know, it's just how that game was played. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it might not mean much. Uh, but this team is still elite. Um, I'm looking at the line right now, 14, 14 and a half. Um, it's hard for me to think they cover just because um, the Dolphins, again, they're playing better. And then with the Bills, um, I don't want to trust them too much, especially after that. I know this is going back to week one, but like that, that kind of shows me that maybe they're not. <laughs> maybe there's like a let up spot with the Bills at times. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, like that let up spot already happened when they lost to the Titans. Uh no no no. Um, Wait, KB, how do you, how could you say it was a good idea to go for it on fourth down when they were missing their starting right left tackle? Like, come on, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, you dude, go Taylor for... Lewan was hurt. Come yeah, on. come on, man. Bills all star left tackle Taylor. I think Lewan we and... should we should try and get Chris Broussard fired because that that was pathetic. <laughs> he, I like him talking about basketball, but. Clearly, you know, the pigskin is not his forte. Like, that's so embarrassing, though. Like, Deion Dawkins is actually a good left tackle, too. That's the worst <laughs> part of it. And he finishes it by saying, oh, some, whoever, there's some backup, whoever 77 is. I'm like, dude, that's Deion Dawkins. Come on. <laughs> Shade. Yeah. Well, but, you know, I, I also have the bills here. But one thing I do want to see is I want to see if Tua can keep it up. Last game he played, probably the best game of his career, as we said last last episode. So I just want to see him carry that over against this Bills defense. Okay, cool. Uh, KB, why don't you lead off lead us off on the next game? Because I've got Niners coming into Soldier Field to play the Chicago Matt Nagy's. Um. Well, I'm optimistic because Matt Nagy will not be on the sidelines. <laughs> this might be a good thing. Um. Yeah, I don't know how to handicap this game because the 49ers, I think they're the most confusing team in the league to me. Um, high expectations come in, but the offense with Jimmy G just doesn't look like it's working. Outside of Debo Samuel, I don't like any of the weapons they have outside. Brandon Ayuk's basically in the doghouse. I don't know what he did or why Kyle Shanahan just decides not to utilize him. Um, and then the defense, um, it's held up for the most part, but they do have some holes. And with the Bears, um, I think this is a definite bounce back week at home. Um, they get embarrassed in Tampa Bay. Um, there's a lot of people not only calling for Matt Nagy, but you know, for changes all across the board. Some players are playing for their lives here, otherwise, they might get traded. On the other hand, maybe they just play like shit and they get traded, like Allen Robinson. That's a good Um, thing for those players. Yeah, yeah. So um, I understand why the line is at four for San Francisco, but I I do still think the Bears 
they play better at home for sure. Um, I think I'm leaning Chicago here, but I don't like it. Um, I'll be interested to see how how the Bears, at least from a morale standpoint, and you know if, if they get together and play well, knowing that Matt Nagy is on the sideline. I think it it isn't a secret that a lot of people in the organization are just fed up with the situation and the coaching staff. So. Um, it would be a, a nice real gut punch to have the Bears play well with Matt Nagy not there. Who do you think and wins? I'm leaning towards the Bears, but... Um, Shocker. Yeah. Are they said if Trey Lance is playing? Or if he's going to make a move? He should, uh, he's, should be suited up and healthy, but Jimmy Garoppolo will start. Both that bad. makes that makes me feel better. Trey Lance is amazing. Yeah, if he Trey Lance is playing tonight, amazing at some point, but he certainly isn't right now. Absolutely, he's amazing. Yeah, that would be the oh, honestly, you love Trey Lance. I wish Trey Lance would start just because this would be the ugliest football game I've ever seen. Each quarterback would throw two picks minimum, and Fields would probably fumble three times again. Are you? Out of it your would mind? be a shit show. Trey Lance is definitely not throwing any interception to this terrible secondary of the Bears. Come on, man. Show Kendall Vildor some respect. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I, I can't pick against the 49ers in this spot because the Bears are so bad, especially without Khalil Mack. That was like the one thing that I was thinking could keep it uh, competitive. However... Like from a betting perspective, I I struggle to take the 49ers getting four points or laying four points with uh, against any team not named like the Jets or the Texans because they're really not very good either. And for as bad as Justin Fields has played, Jimmy Garoppolo has sucked. Trey Lance has sucked in a small sample. Uh, I think both of these teams are going to be uh, – looking to do some rebuilding after this year regardless there's a reason this over under is 39 and a half and it's because neither of these teams can put up points their offenses look bad but like i said the bear secondary is terrible and if there's one bright spot on the 49ers offense right now it is debo samuel so he's gonna have a field day and i just I think it'll be an ugly game, but I th- I got the 49ers winning this as well. Cool. Yeah, I got the 49ers here. What, what I'm mainly going to be looking out for is for Allen Robinson because I feel like this is going to be kind of, I don't know the right word, not, not an addition, but I feel like this is for him to show out and see if Chicago can move him, maybe, if they're going to go in that direction, if they're going to be sellers during the trade deadline. So that's going to be some what I'm going to be looking out for. What do you think Allen Robinson could get on the open market, realistically? Right now, not much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're going to have to pay him. That hurts. Unless they just some team wants him as a rental. Um, and also having not a good year. In an ideal world with one year on the contract, I would hope the Bears... With the season pretty much dead, if they lose Third. this game, take take the money. That's 
the highest I think you could get is a third, a like third. a late third, so not even like a good third. Eat the money, hold for a second. <laughs> yeah, I think the most you get, like what I, when I close my eyes and picture a Ian Rappaport notification that someone traded for Allen Robinson, they get like a middle to late third and a fifth. That's what that deal looks like to me. Yep. I mean, you're probably right. And like, this is on Allen Robinson for not producing, and this is on the Bears for not, you know, not trading him when his value was at his highest and not even thinking about giving him an extension. So the whole thing is just is a mess, and it sucks because he's a talented wide receiver. It just uh, didn't work out out here. I think Chicago's where wide receivers go to die. I'm pretty sure. I don't think he's going to get moved. I I just feel like this is an every year sort of story around the trade deadline because he's always on bad teams and people know that he's a good wide receiver and he never ends up going anywhere. I don't know what that is, but I've kind of just given up hope that he gets traded and I think he just probably walks somewhere in free agency. I think if the Bears are going to sell anybody, they're, you're more likely to trade Akeem Hicks. Because I think there are teams that are that would come calling for him. Uh, obviously, there are for Allen Robinson, but there's also other wide receivers that are cheaper and have looked better this season. But you know, like a uh, a, a Chiefs or a Chargers, both could benefit from Akeem Hicks, and are both contenders. Um, you know, teams like that. I would say the Packers, but we just really don't have the money. So, but if I'm the Bears, I'm shipping out both of them. Because you need draft capital. I agree. Oh, also, Khalil Mack's not playing in this game, so Correct. bad time. Yeah. Better luck next year. Thanks. Well, we can roll right into another host's team. The Indianapolis Colts favored at home by a point and a half against the Tennessee Titans. That is surprising to me. I agree. Yeah. I have been higher on the Colts as of late. But I think they've both, in recent weeks, had some impressive wins. But Tennessee blowing out the Chiefs and then beating the Bills, to me, is more impressive than what the Colts have done. Yeah, makes sense. I think it's the fact that they're at home is the thing. Is what gives them the favored. I suppose. Is Lucas Oil hostile to you? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, still, even that being said, it's home field advantage. I got to imagine in embedding markets, is probably like they can't still be given three points, right, KB? It's not worth that much. It's probably more like two. Depending on the, so, depending on where they're playing. You're saying if these teams played on a neutral field, the Titans would be favored by two? I think if these teams played on a neutral, they'd be it would be a pick. That's surprising. But, uh, there's going to be like 400 yards of rushing in this game. I already know it. 100%. Um, what do you think, Col- G? Colts are good historically against Derrick Henry. They are the first game they played this year. He still had over 100, but he only averaged four per carry. He did nothing in the first half. Um, Jonathan Taylor has been playing out of his mind. 
and Carson Wentz has been really good. And the offense as a whole has been really good. Like Michael Pittman has been good. Uh, Moali Cox is obviously the best tight end of all time. We're not debating that. After Mercedes Lewis. No, he's better than Mercedes Lewis. Such a stupid take. <laughs> They're tied for the best tight end of all time. Um, <laughs> yes, like Terrence said, they have been really good against Derrick Henry. But the first meeting, Ryan Tannehill uh, threw three touchdowns. But this is obviously a different Colts team than week three. Carson Wentz is better now. It's not holding the ball as long. Not throwing it to his running backs 84 times a game. So the ankles I, look better. He, he actually does look better moving out in and out of the pocket. The offensive line is getting healthier. Quentin Nelson came back last game. Braden Smith practiced, I think, limited yesterday and limited today. So he might be coming back. I'm not really sure. But I actually do think the Colts win this game at home. Shocker. <laughs> Their offense is... I really think it's playing well. Contrary, say T.Y. is practicing? Uh, I don't actually recall seeing that. I know Braden Smith is practicing. Let me check the injury report. Real quick, you guys, starting a franchise, um, and you get a choice of wide receiver between Michael Pittman and Chase Claypool. Who do you take? Michael Pittman. I take Pittman right now. Take Pittman. Okay. Even though Claypool Canadian, but yeah. <laughs> Pittman. Yeah, T. Really? practice limited <laughs> today. We think at all that that's that that's a little bit of recency bias. A little bit. No. I, I think like it's close. Which is why that's fair. I, so did I actually. Um, I think it's close, which is why I even posed the question to begin with. I just think they're kind of similar players, and it's also important to note that you know Chase Claypool has to deal with Big Ben, but this is Not, all unrelated. No, I just really like Pinman. Uh, ever since his time at USC, I've always liked him for some reason. Probably because he's but, a good player. Um, I'm taking the Titans this game. Carson Wentz has looked better, so that's gonna be some. But I just feel like Derrick Henry can still put a B in on these Colts. Dude, I, Pittman's huge, six four, two twenty three. Yeah, he's a big boy. Man, uh, I really like how both of these teams has looked as of late. The problem for me is I don't think home field advantage is that big of a deal. So I got to look at it like the, in in terms of defense, I think Indy is probably a little better. But then offense, they're kind of similar. They both are going to want to run the ball, obviously. And you know, But quarterback and wide receivers, I think, is a huge mismatch in Tennessee's favor. Just AJ Brown and old Julio is better to me than. I mean, do you even whoever? Can you even consider Julio a factor right now? Like he hasn't done anything all season. Yeah. 
true, but I'd still rather have him as my wide receiver too than, you know, what a lot of people have to deal with. Just, just you know, as a core, but still. A.J. Brown, Tannehill is playing out of his mind. Goes unnoticed oftentimes because everyone wants to look at Derrick Henry. Uh, I, I'll i take the better quarterback in this matchup. And roll with Danny. What are your overall thoughts on the Titans? Because I know, like, that first week against the Cardinals, we were just shocked that they just got their asses handed to them. But, I mean, in hindsight, the Cardinals are out undefeated. Obviously, they had that loss to the Jets, but, you know, beating two very good teams at home in the Bills and the Chiefs, they're basically tied atop the AFC. And um, I know, at least for the divisional purposes, this game is important. Um Tennessee can either establish a, st- a foothold on the division or, you know, it, it's back to being a race. Do you guys think that they have what it takes to win the AFC? Do you guys consider them a serious contender? I think they'll make the playoffs. I think it's going to be just what it's been the last couple of years, pretty much since Tannehill has taken over there. They're just always, to me, that tier below. Even now with Kansas City looking very beatable, uh, you have the Bills, who I know they just beat, but you know, still, Bills, Bengals. There's other really good teams, Ravens. I just like I'm not sure that I can put them up there. And even if they sneak a win against one or two of those teams in the playoffs, it's just hard for me to say like the fourth or fifth best team in the AFC is going to is a serious title contender. Makes sense. I mean, it, it's tough because they're put in the position where when they're in the playoffs, they have to roll together consecutive wins against what will probably be like the Ravens, the Bills, um, maybe even Cleveland. Like going through th- those three, t- three teams is a gauntlet in of itself and even though Tennessee can compete with all of them, I, I don't just don't see them putting that together um, three weeks in a row. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it'll probably end up being just how it's always been. They make a playoff. They make the playoffs to make maybe a run, but they fall short in the end. They just got to improve their defense, and I think it'll go a long way for them in the AFC. True. Agreed. Uh, next game, staying in the AFC. We don't have to talk about this too long. Bengals at the Jets. I mean, we touched a lot on how impressed we were with the Bengals during the recap. The Jets sucked to begin with, and now we'll be rolling out the elite Joe Flacco. Wait, no. Is he even no, starting? White, well, He's white, not. White, is, Mike, it is Mike White. white. Yeah. Oh, boy. I mean, there's just no universe in which the Bengals lose this game. They still feel uh, disrespected, I think, in the AFC conversation. So they're not at a point where they're going to be taking taking off cupcakes games or looking ahead. I think they're it's foot fully on the gas, and they just whoop the shit out of the out of the Jets. I wouldn't be surprised if Burrow Chase are benched by the fourth quarter just because they're up three scores. Yeah, I kind of like the really over on this game, 43. 
That's, Given, you're just assuming the Jets score points. I don't think they... I mean, the Jets let Mac Jones score 54 on them. <laughs> that's a good point. That's true. Look at what Joe Burrow will do. You got me there. I yeah, like there's, not really, there's not really much to say on this game. The Bengals are uh, going to steamroll them. My one fear is that they might, you know, coming off a big game against the Ravens, from a spread perspective, can they cover the 10.5? Which I think it's kind of low because the Jets are ass cheeks. And if Joe Flacco's not playing, then like, not that he's going to make a difference, but. <laughs> if it, Joe Flacco be... was playing, would you choose the Jets to cover? Maybe. I think about it. Probably not, but Dude. I think about it. <laughs> Bro, I would pick the Lions to cover like. Six points against the Jets right now with how this team looks, especially with Mike White. I'm not concerned with Bengals ten and a half. That's just me though. I'll take and I'm the guy that's been shooting list. myself in the dick all year talking about oh double digit favorite like oh I don't that's know if it's worth that. Yeah, it is. The Jets that's Chi's favorite up. thing to do: pick double digit favorites. Yeah, and it works for him. I pick double digit dogs and. I just hate myself every every Monday. I just don't know who to pick. All right. Um, speaking of the Lions, actually, now that I just brought them up, Eagles, Lions. Since you love to talk about the Eagles, Chino, why don't you tell me your thoughts about this game? This is where the Lions get their first win. I I fully believe that. Just the heart that the Lions show, man. Like we can go back to the game against the Rams, which was last game. They just came out swinging. They're playing aggressive. They're playing a win. There's a heart in this Detroit Lions team, and that's all credit to Dan Campbell. That guy will make you run through a wall. And with Philly, I think there. I saw a report on Twitter. It said that um, Minshew might be getting some playing time. So I don't know what's going on in Philly, but it's it's a tricky situation there. But you know, I like Devont, um, Devontae Smith is looking good. I really like him a lot. So let's see if he can bring up the firepower to here against his Detroit defense. You do think Lions win though? You said get their yeah, first. Yeah, I got up? the Lions winning. Yep. Okay. It's been crazy how inaccurate Jalen Hurts has been the past three, four games. Are you, are you still on the Jalen Hurts train, Darren? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, he's bad. I'm, I've, I've come full circle. I started to believe for a second because he looked decent for like, you know, three quarters. Uh, but I've, I've come back around and no, he sucks. Oh, God. Darius Slay revenge game. Okay. Yeah. Nope. No one's taking yeah, He's, he's going to shut right. down Amon Ross St. Brown. <laughs> hey. <laughs> no, one sh- no one shuts down Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. Did he play last week? He got zero receptions. He played, though. <laughs> I don't think he got a target either. That's because Jalen Ramsey was on. Only oh, Jalen yeah. Ramsey shuts down Amon That's it. <laughs> Uh, but I'm with you know here. I think the Lions get their first win here. 
Nice. She? Yeah, I'm also on the Lions this week at home. Uh, they did pull out everything they could to beat the Rams, and it didn't work. So that's the one thing that scares me, is that they literally did everything they could to beat the Rams. So maybe it's like they go back to what they were doing before, but they got to win one. And I think it's, I just think it's, it's about time. Just my gut is telling me that they win. Cool. Uh, I am the lone man in the room. I am on Philly here. Really? After championing the Lions against the Rams, which, damn, man, what could have been so close. Um, I think Philly wins. They kind of were what G said. The Lions played their Super Bowl last week, and not that Dan Campbell isn't going to be able to rally them and get them excited about this game, because I fully believe he'll be able to. But I, when you're not a double-digit underdog, kind of like we talked about in the recap, I don't think he pulls out all the stops and really gives the Eagles their best swing. I think it'll be more of a normal game, quote-unquote. And again, it's just, you know, both quarterbacks are not very good, but I much prefer Philly's weapons. Devontae Smith has looked pretty good, and I just think it's going to be ugly, and eventually the the skill position players for the Eagles will be the difference. Gee, yeah. I have a question for you. Huh? I don't remember your thoughts on Devontae Smith. I know we both liked him. He was wide receiver three for me coming out. Same. I Same, after Waddle. And Chase? Chase one, Waddle two. Yep. Okay, we have them the same. I there were a lot of people, the Devonte Smith truthers, if you will, who would get all up in arms on Twitter when you commented about his size. In the, for what I've seen, he it it is having an effect. Now I just said he's playing well, but the man cannot get a contested catch to save his life. Uh. I believe he has the worst percentage of receptions uh, in contested situations in the whole league. And uh, that is, you, you got to just attribute that to size, right? Uh, well, if you look at what he did in college, he was open because of his route running, Yep. which is obviously there's a huge step up from the NFL, I mean, from college to the NFL. So that's, pretty much how he got open every single play in college especially against especially with um mac jones and Tua throwing to him so i think i think you're 100 right i do think the size is having an effect his row running isn't isn't um doing as much for him as it did in college and we're noticing that yep 100 i just thought that that was uh that was interesting Oh, all right. Uh, let me see. Actually, I wonder who Dilly picked in that game. Oh, he didn't send me his winners. Oh, well. Okay. Rams at Texans. Tyrod, I think, is supposed to play, yeah? Yep. Yeah. Man. Shitty first game to come back to. Because I don't think that it's a big enough difference for them to win this game. But... Here I go again. 
Jesus Christ. 14 and a half. Three scores. Tyrod Taylor. Come on, man. Think back. Think back to before he got hurt. Don't do it to yourself. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there. It's intriguing because 14 and a half seems like a good line if it's Davis Mills. And Tyrod Taylor is. This was Davis Mills. I think it'd be closer to 17, 18. I think it'd be like 30 if it was Davis Mills. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I'm just saying. You're just throwing it out there. But uh, I'd imagine we all have the Rams winning this game. Yeah. Absolutely. Taryn, I'm with you, though. It is intriguing. It is intriguing. It's the hook, man. If it was 14, I'd be like, 14 and a half? It was 13 and a half. Tell me, like, Tell me Rams winning 28-14 doesn't make sense in this game with Tyrod Taylor. Tell me who on the Ram or who on the Texans is going to cover Cooper Cup. Yeah, the guys they're going to run the ball. Leading team. receiver in the fucking league. <laughs> they're going to run the ball. Who's going to block Aaron Donald? Desmond King? Come Everyone on, man. Texans. Oh, whatever. Jeez. <laughs> Again, just you know, I just said it was intriguing. I didn't even say hammer. Wait, wait, wait. Brandon Cook's revenge game? <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> wait a second here. Brandon Cook's revenge game? All right, I'm with Taryn now. Let me put, okay, so, real quick, let me put it like this. Who who's better right now? The Tyrod Taylor Texans or the Lions? Hmm. Okay, follow up to that question. <laughs> Who's a better head coach, Dan Campbell or David Coley? Probably Dan Campbell, but that's like exactly that's a motivation. Yeah, factor. I'm taking I'm taking the Lions here. I'm sorry. You think the Lions are better than the Houston Texans? Tyrod Taylor led. Yes. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Where do you guys think Brandon Cooks goes? Green Bay the Packers. It makes so it makes too much, much sense, sense. but it makes too much perfect. sense that Gutekunst won't do it. That's what I would like to think. And if if it doesn't happen, then you know what? If he doesn't get traded, that's one thing. If he ends up going somewhere else, then I'm going to be like out on the whole, just hoping that we make moves like that. But the Texans at this point are just like a live game practice squad for Green Bay. Brandon Cooks is the only available good wide receiver with a cap friendly contract for the rest of the season that we could afford. You know, he's got other players that he's played with. Whitney Merciless now on the squad. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. But yeah, you're you're probably right. I will likely be let down there. <laughs> what just, the first like, time. just like Stefan Gilmore all over again. <laughs> yeah, congratulations, Panthers. Congrats, contending Panthers. Good job. Remember when this clown thought... If you could get him for a six, I don't care if you're contending or not, you fucking do it. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Watch him flip him at the deadline for like a third. It's great, great jamming there. That's a good point. I would, I think that would be sick. Uh, all right. God. Jags and Seattle. Gross. This is disgusting. Yes, it is. Ew. How much worse? Is the Jags roster 
than the Seattle Seahawks roster. Leave quarterback you, out of it because I don't I think. Was just about, uh, I was just yeah. about to say that. If you take out the quarterbacks, it's not that much worse. It's not that much worse. But also, the Jags have the better quarterback. Oh, right now, yeah. Yeah. Into, yeah. Going into this game, they 100% do. Geno Smith um, is a trash can. So they have the better QB. And the roster really isn't that much worse. Who has a better coach? Oh. You tell me. <laughs> is Pete Carroll even alive? Like They're I see him garbage. on the sidelines, but is he? It might be like a breakfast at Tiffany's thing. They're just kind of using they his both body. Should be going for new coaches next year. Agreed. Yep. Uh, I, give me the Jags. I'm not backing. Yeah. The Geno Smith led Seahawks. I think this is upset alert. This is upset city here. The Jags will get their second win of the year. Trevor Lawrence has looked good, too. Trevor Lawrence is good. Hitting his his stride. Yeah, I'm with you. I'll probably ride the Jags here. Uh, Does that mean we're all, uh, we all must enjoy the, the points then? Yeah. Three and a half. Uh, yes. You get the hook. Okay, cool. I'm just saying a uh, a Detroit Lions Jacksonville Jaguars parlay will pay plus five seventy five. <laughs> Lions are not beating. It's crazy. Crazy talk. Um, real quick, actually, though, do we know who the Jags play next week? Not looking at it right now. Can you, uh, or who the Seahawks play next the week? Bills. Can you guys check on that for me? Jackson Seahawks are in Green Bay next week. Seahawks are on by next week. <laughs> well, they play, they play the Packers after. All right, never mind. Let's just go on to the next one then. An actual good game, hopefully. <laughs> My computer will load it here. Patriots going into Los Angeles to play the Chargers. Brandon Staley's first game as head coach off a bye. Who do we like here? Uh, I, I like the Patriots a lot. Not not in the sense that I think they can compete. I just think that they're they've been playing recently above anyone else's expectations. I think Mac Jones. Out of all the rookie quarterbacks, he's looked the best, I would argue, um, which is surprising. I don't, I don't think that's an argument. Um, having said that, the the Chargers coming off the bye, I trust that Staley has a good game plan coming in in L.A. And after that beating they took in Baltimore, this is definitely a game that they need. I have to get back on track. Hopefully Mike Williams shows up again. Keenan Allen. Um, I'll take the Chargers probably here. But I would not be surprised if this is a close game. A couple lead changes. Um, because the New England offense looks a lot more efficient than I thought it, it would ever. 
Gio, would you? Um, I also think it's going to be very close. It, again, I've said this many times, but there's one thing the Chargers struggle with. It's the run game. They just can't stop the run. And if Bill Belichick knows what your weakness is, he will shove it down your throat. They've been riding Damian Harris a lot. He's been playing well. I think he averaged like seven a carry last week. Possible DFS play, Damian Harris. Offensive line getting healthy. This is is tough. I do like the points in this game. I think it's at four for the Chargers. Yep. Yeah, uh, but I don't know if the Patriots can win. Come back to me. I'll let you know who I decide later. This would be a Chargers game to for them to let up. They've historically lost these kind of games. Yeah, true. They could charger it away. Uh, Justin Herbert has looked good. Uh-huh. Less big time throws than a one Mac Dad Bod Jones. I must say, uh, yeah, it, it's tough. I think that run game weakness is going to be an issue. It's just a massive mismatch. So I, that being said, I I still just like the Chargers as a a unit a lot better, quarterback, wide receivers. So I'll pick them, which given my history with the Chargers, congratulations, New England, probably going <laughs> to win. And you know maybe if maybe if LA gets ran all over, then they will they will trade for a game hicks, and it'll be good for them in the long run. Yeah, there's a clear advantage with um, the Chargers secondary against this unproven Patriots receiving core. So, I mean, they're going to have to rely on Damian Harris and an offensive line to to move the offense. Um, I think a game hicks would be great on the Chargers. And I hopefully, what do you guys think he's worth? Fourth, fifth? Some, some, some shit like that. Yeah, like a fifth. I think I'm thinking a fifth. He's you like get a good. you get a fifth, and they get a, and they get a seventh with Akeem Hicks. One of those stupid trades. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For being a good, that player, always he's happens. Just, he's not worth the whole. The Bears will always trade draft capital with the player. And still get a shitty draft pick. Fifth round pick. Fuck that. Um, I've decided to go with the Chargers. Okay. Well, I'm going with Chino. I'm going with the Patriots. Um, Mac Jones has really been impressing me lately. And I've liked them a lot recently. So I feel like this offense is going to really expose the Chargers' weaknesses, especially with the run game. So, but don't get me wrong, it's going to be close. And I really like the Chargers. But just like recency bias, I'd have to go with the Patriots here. Okay. Cool. Let's see. Uh, it. Let's real quick, let's say the Patriots win this game and Mac Jones look decent, but they run all over them and they win by like a touchdown. Are we? Are you guys concerned about the Chargers, or is it more so just week to week matchup football? They're still fine. 
I uh, think that was just a matchup mismatch. Yeah. They did not match up well against the Ravens. That was exposed. And, you know, what G was saying, going up against Belichick and, um, you know, him knowing that the Chargers are not great against the run, he'll he'll expose that. So um, if the Patriots do manage to win, I I think that, again, not a huge problem for the Chargers long-term. They'll still be a playoff team. And I'm sure that, you know, Staley will, will work with his his guys to figure out the issues when it matters. Cool. Yep. I think I agree. All right. Let's get moving here before we run into Thursday night football. We got Tampa Bay bucks going to the Superdome playing New Orleans saints. I, the spread is stupid. I, that's yeah. what I was going to say. <laughs> what are, why? I don't know how the saints only got, I don't know why the Bucks are only four and a half point favorites. I don't care that it's in New Orleans. I think they win by at least a touchdown. Uh, this, um, the one again, the one bright spot on the Saints is Alvin Kamara, and the Bucks have the best run defense in the league, in my opinion. So I think it's. Uh, I don't think this game is really all that close. The Saints' offense struggles when Alvin Kamara does, isn't able to touch the ball. The only way they got they beat the Seahawks last game, a Geno Smith-led Seahawks team, was because Alvin Kamara had like 125 receiving yards. So I'm going with the Bucks in this game all day. I don't. I think the spread is stupid. And yeah, agree. Yeah, Buccaneers. We don't got wait, waste much time on here. I don't trust Jameis at all. G pretty much hit everything. I also like the over here, but maybe that's just me. KB, any thoughts? I'm with G. This line makes no sense. There's nothing to say that the Saints should only be four-point dogs. Um, they had a rough game in Seattle. James Winston does to me. Um, I think it's just them playing the Superdome and just record the fact that they're four and two, which I I don't think that they are actually a four and two team. They don't play like it. Tampa Bay's gonna run all over them. It's gonna be a wrap. Cool. All right, we're all in the Bucks. Uh, football team at our Denver Broncos. KB, you and I were high on Denver. Um, how do you like how do you like them in this one? It's tough. They've been disappointing me the last couple of weeks uh, against a Washington team that isn't great either. Um, I, I'm leading the Broncos here, especially because it's at mile high. Um, they really w- let one slip past them by not beating the the Browns without Baker. Um, but I, I'm liking. Besides Teddy Bridgewater, I'm liking the offensive weapons they have, and I know you too, just because you're playing half the team on your fantasy league. So, um, yeah, hopefully the offense picks it up, um, and this is a good defense to do it against. What do you guys think? I think getting Jerry Judy back is huge. Um, I love Jerry Judy coming out. He was unbelievable. In college, uh, unfortunately, got injured early. 
but giving Teddy another weapon, especially a Jerry Judy type weapon, like Cortland Sun is more a deep threat. Uh, um, what's the word? a contested catch guy? Jerry Judy is over the middle, underneath, wherever you need him. He's a great route runner. So I like, I do like Denver in this game. I think they could use, they're going to use both running backs. They're going to use both receivers. They're going to use Fant. It's just about, pretty much about Teddy getting them the ball. And shocker about this defense, it being so bad, but the secondary is terrible, which it ha- it was last year, but the defensive line covered for it a lot, but it's being exposed this year. So I like Denver in this game. You pretty much read my mind to a T, so I will not delve into it and rehash it. Instead, I'll use this time real quick to talk two other points. Um, this might be only me. I'd still, I still like Jerry Judy rest of career, rest of career over CeeDee Lamb. I have not come off my draft prior. I, CeeDee Lamb has looked phenomenal. He's amazing. I, we always knew that was going to happen. He's also in a lot better of a situation. So don't sleep on Jerry Judy. And, uh, also speaking of trade, potential trade deadline, uh, pieces, I think Kyle Fuller could be on the move here. He just hasn't been doing a whole lot for them. And Patrick Sertan is the real deal. So I would watch out for that corner needy teams, which is basically every team, especially contenders. Nobody has enough corners, man. You can never have enough corners. He, he I, might I land on the books. I sure hope not. That would suck. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm right. Just real quick, I'm I'm going with the Broncos here, um, with all the offensive weapons that they have, and this Washington defense not looking, not been looking the best, not good at all. Um, I just feel like they're gonna overpower them. Yep. Uh, well, you can keep on talking because it's one of your two teams up next on Sunday Night Football. Dallas going into Minnesota. Both teams off a of bye. Right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, primetime Kirk Cousins. He's looked really good this year, but standalone game. Can can he can he break that that primetime curse that he's got um, against this hot Dallas team? What do you think, Gino? Um, just the fact that the Cowboys are underdogs in this plus two and a half is fucking horrible this offense has been absolutely electric don't get um don't get me wrong defense is still kind of shaky secondary needs a lot of help still Trevon day has been looking good and the vikings just confused me um kirk cousins has his ups and downs but justin jefferson and adam Thielen, they're a very good wide receiver duo and i feel like they can do work against our secondary but i feel like the cowboys offense the firepower that they have Especially now that they're all rested up, we have um I think it's Leo Collins coming back now, and everyone's healthy again. So we're definitely gonna have everyone back, back to health, which is good. We need them, but I still got the Cowboys winning here. Offense is way too electric for them, for the Vikings. And I feel like this is really a showout game for them. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Dak Prescott is still unsure if he's going to play. 
thought he was playing. Yeah, they say. I, I know he hurt he the calf, but I thought he was playing. As of, as of two hours ago, Dak Prescott, and I quote, said he's not sure it's not fully his decision. Oh, okay. Well, Cause, yeah, because I thought that he was playing. That's just when they're addressing man. <laughs> let's operate under the assumption he is. I think I speak for all of us when I say if he's not, it becomes pretty apparent that we're on the Vikings here. So, operating good, good point though, because I didn't know that. I thought he was a, a for sure go. Yeah, thank you, G. Um, but okay, assuming he's playing, how do you uh, you two feel about it? Gino is on the Cowboys, which he very rarely is on his own team. So take that for what it's worth. This one's tough. I I lean more towards the over than picking a side, especially with the bye week. Dalvin Cook he's been kind of hobbled all year. He gets a week to rest, uh, so he should be good to go. Um. Yeah, I, I feel like the over is a play here. Um, I'm interested to see if the Cowboys offensive line can continue their dominance. Um, Minnesota's fronts um, a bit better than most in the league, but we'll see how that matchup turns out. Uh, but yeah, these star wide receivers, they're, they're all going to have big games, I think. So um, I'm probably leaning the over. If I had to pick a side gun to my head i think i am leaning towards the vikings here i hate to say it but i'd probably give them the edge um but again long term the cowboys are for real um that doesn't take away from what i think they can do in the playoffs and moving forward okay g um i actually thought i was going to be the only one to choose the vikings but that's not the case um i do like this offense a lot. I know Trayvon Diggs has a lot of interceptions, but there's very slim chance he can cover Justin Jefferson one-on-one. I don't think he wants any part of that matchup one-on-one. It's going to be a long day if he tries. Uh, Dalvin Cook will is healthy now, coming off a big game and then a bye. I think he's going to Go off. Obviously, this Dallas offense can score a lot, but both of these offenses can. Adam Thielen has been unreal. I think he's caught a touchdown at least, maybe about one a game, if I uh, if I remember correctly. So I like the Vikings in this game. Goal! Goal! I actually am the same. I, yeah, I just like G. I, this is why I reacted how I did. You couldn't hear it, but I was celebrating because I thought I also was going to be the only one on the Vikings here. I think this is where it all finally comes together. Kirk's going to have his primetime game W against a contender uh, in one of a season that might is some of the best football I've ever seen him play. Trayvon Diggs is not going to have an interception and the rest of his play will probably be shown, which hasn't been terrible, but it certainly hasn't been good, let alone defensive player of the year worthy. And this Vikings defense is just, is better as a whole. So I, I see a shootout with the Vikings having the potential to get a couple more stops, especially given the Dak calf injury, even assuming he's playing, you got to, 
if especially if it's that bad, we're on a Thursday, we're unsure that you know it's going to limit his mobility, etc. And yeah, I am I am on the Vikings. Uh, KB, how are you feeling about our bet that the Vikings Bears better defense? How are you feeling? That that was the bet. That wasn't the <laughs> yeah. bet. That was a bet. Yeah. Well, no, the bet was that the Vikings would not be bottom five in points allowed, but in the NFC North preview, I said they had a better defense. So you're right. Um, in terms of our bet, this this will definitely help because they're playing a Cowboys team that literally lights up the scoreboard. So uh, this plays in my favor. Uh, they also got the Rams, Chargers, Packers in the next three weeks coming. So a lot of points to be had. Um yeah, I feel good. I mean, the Vikings are a good team. They're clearly a team that will try to outscore you, and they're not trying to hide that this year. So, yeah. yeah either way, I feel like this is going to be a great game overall to watch. Gotcha. All right. Uh, let's quick touch on this last game um, before we get into our picks because we're running dangerously close to Thursday Night Football starting here, and I need to watch my team lose. <laughs> it's a 720 kickoff. You're is fine. It? Yeah, it's, it's, eight, cool. it's, it's 820. Let's sure. Shut the fuck up. We got to do our picks also. Um, New York football giants, Vanilla, Vanilla Vic and company Vanilla. go into Arrowhead to play Kansas City and Nathan Peterman. I mean, Patrick Mahomes. Wow. Uh, you should piss yeah, someone the, off. Yeah, the Bro. Chiefs are going to shit on the Giants, so all joking. That's my that's my analysis. The Chiefs are gonna shit on the Giants. Uh, absolutely. I mean, every single offensive player for the Giants is injured, so that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that they won against Carolina that that was surprising, but yeah, it's the Chiefs at Arrowhead primetime game. Good night. Bedtime. Okay. Uh, anybody else have any additional analysis before we move into our picks? Sorry, Will, we couldn't give you much of an analysis, but you know how this is going to yeah, turn Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Will, I, I do feel for you. Um, I'm really going to follow your team closely this offseason to see what they do with Daniel Jones, who I think is playing pretty well. Yeah, and but... tell me why. I pull up Twitter right now. Three minutes ago, Will tweeted, for three to four hours, I had beef with KB. <laughs> hey, man. The Bulls and Knicks. It's like we're back in the 90s. <laughs> Both teams look good. This is a big game. Yeah, I know it's just the fifth game of the fucking regular season, but this is going to be an entertaining game. Both to get bounced in the playoffs. Um, uh, yeah, because the fucking Bucks just lost the the Minnesota Timberwolves. Clown. About the regular season is the NBA. Um, all right, let's get into these picks. I believe the standings actually remained exactly the same. It's a lot closer now, just as a cluster. KB is still in the lead. I hate you. At 12 and 9. Then G at 10, 9, and 1. I am 9 and 12. And Dillian Chino staying exactly the same. Tied. Wait, 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 wait. wait. That doesn't add up. That doesn't add up at all. How? I should. 10, 9, and 1 does not add up to the number of picks we've made. You were 2 and, you were two and 1, right? I'm pretty sure. I was one game behind KB, and we both went two and one. So I think I should be eleven nine and one. Your tie just always fucks me. You know, one of these weeks I won't uh, screw it up. But you're yo, right. Will, you're can you confirm this? Excuse me. 
Yeah, he'll confirm. You know, our our biggest biggest fan and good friend of ours, Will, uh, has been keeping track of him because I. <laughs> anyway, the standings remain. You're eleven nine and one, and Chino and Dilly both eight and thirteen. So the order will stay the same that it's been. And Chino, you can pick for Dilly because he is not. So you are up first. Did he send you his picks? Yep, I got his. Okay. Um, I'm going Buccaneers minus four and a half. Wait, Chino, you're in last? Oh. No, I'm not. T- Tied in last I- with Dilly. So, yeah, you're in last, Chino. <laughs> Tied in last. That, that is how that works. Don't worry, I'm bouncing back this, this week. Faye Chino. Hashtag Faye Chino. Um, and then Dilly's pick is Dallas plus two and a half. Interesting. Wait, Chino, who'd you take again? The Buccaneers. Clown. <laughs> Guys, also we're switching it up. We're using FanDuel on this episode. Yes, these are these are FanDuel odds we're using in case anyone is following along. Uh we're just waiting for our sportsbook sponsorship here. <laughs> <laughs> we're free agents know. at the moment. Um hit us up. Come on the show. DraftKings also, you can hit us up too. I hit the switch real quick. I like some... I like Titans plus two for mine. Titans plus two. Wow. Do it, G. I know you want to. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> for you every time. Do it. Oh my god, I hate you guys. Um I'm gonna go with uh, which one do I like more? First, uh, first one, huh? Struggling. I mean, Bengals minus ten and a half. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> yes. I will take the Dan Campbell's plus three and a half. Okay, KB. I like it, KB. Lions plus three and a half. All right, back to you, Chino. Um, fuck. I'm going to go. God damn. We'll go Browns minus three and a half. And Dilly's next is Dolphins plus 13 and a half. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Oh, no. Dilly. Hey, you know. <laughs> I, get, I, get, I get it. But uh, I, can't, I can't do it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you get it, but there's a reason you didn't pick it. Yeah. Um, is there a reason? Do I have this line light, line light, line right? For some reason on FanDuel right now, I can't see the odds of Falcons Panthers. I have Falcons minus three. Is that the whole correct? I don't. Line? I, I have, have this lock too. I have three in that hook. That's what I saw on FanDuel. Hmm. Well, that's stupid because I would take this if it was three. Why is it locked on FanDuel right now? Did Matt Ryan just get shot or something? Oh, boy. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Mike Davis uh, is questionable. He moves the line that much. 
Well, that's annoying. Um, Maybe someone made a trade? Give me uh, the... I'll do the Jags plus three and a half. Wow. Jags plus three and a half. You bitch. <laughs> that's a good pick. Um... Fuck it, Colts minus two. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. it ain't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Let's go, baby. I fuck with the G. I respect it. Colts. They've uh, covered four in a row, so we're good here. If anything, that means the they adjust and they're less likely to cover. But no, it, it's because I picked them, that's why. You stupid yeah, bitch. Let me have this. Of course. <laughs> Let me have something. About to pick that game, I did not like it. I was writing it down. Fuck. Um, give me the. I'll take the opposite side of Dilly. I'll take the Bills. Thirteen and a half. Bills minus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gino, back to you for your final pick. Yo, Dilly, I love you, but Patriots plus four. Plus four. And Dilly's. Okay, so he got his first two. His next three are all taken. So we go down to the Washington football team plus three. Interesting. That's an interesting one. And. Gross. Let me just refresh this real quick. Oh, nope, I still can't see the line. What game are you looking for? No, I just was refreshing to see if the Falcons unlocked because I had it written down at minus three. But if that's not what it is, I'm not going to take it. So I will go another direction. And I'm actually just going to take the opposite side of Dillies. I'm going to go Broncos minus. <laughs> Everyone's got to pick against Dilly. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate my life. You hate your life? I'm dependent on the Titans, the Jaguars, and the Broncos. Well, you're, you're stupid for picking against the Colts. Uh, give me the 49ers minus three and a half. I don't like it, but I think they win six nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I have it at four. I also have it at four. I have it at three and a half on Fandle. You want me to send you a picture? We'll give him three. Give him a three and a half. Oh, but you won't give me the Falcons minus three? I'll give you the Falcons minus three. What is this? Uh, They just like me more. I I can clearly see it's three and a half on Fandle. Jeez, Canadian. You just said you had four also. You have, yeah, but you can also see that the Niners are four, but you'll give him three and a half. No, he right, just then. rechecked and it said three and a half. He has four written down. Oh. Yeah, it's three and a half. Well, I'm going to be. God, Taryn, get your head out of your ass. All right, KB, last one. Uh, Falcons, three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> God, I, I pray with every fiber of my being. Also, did you not pick the Panthers to win? Or was that G? No, that was oh, just me. That was G. God, I hope they win by three just just to spite you. Oh, you're going to root for Sam Darnold? 
Darnold's no, to just lose by three. Yes, to lose by three. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna root for Young Way Koo to hit a game winner when it's tied. I mean, that guy hits bombs and game winners. That's all he does. We love, we love Wong Heku. Come on, right. the show for the brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just don't bring, idea. just don't bring Mike Davis here. Let me, damn, what a switch. Shut up. Let me real quick run through our picks, um, <laughs> mostly for Will or anyone else that's following, but mostly for you, Big Will. We love you. Um, I we love you, Will. Titans plus two, Jags plus three and a half, Broncos minus three, Dilly Cowboys plus two and a half, Dolphins plus 13 and a half, football team plus three. He took all dogs. KB has Lions plus three and a half, Bills minus 13 and a half, and Falcons minus three and a half. G has Bengals minus 10 and a half, Colts minus two. 49ers minus three and a half, all favorites. And Chino, Bucks minus four and a half, Browns minus three and a half, and Pats plus four. God damn, Joakim Noah's girl is fantastic. <laughs> okay. On that note. <laughs> yeah, that is that is it for the week eight preview. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating and review. It helps a ton. You can follow the show at the Dump Off Pod on all social media, just at the Dump Off on TikTok. And you can find me personally at Taryn Caravella on all social media. G, where can they find you? Uh, at G Martini on Twitter, at Gianluca Martini on Instagram. Uh, KB. Gianluca. Uh, thanks, Gianluca. You can find me you. at KB Swag on Twitter. I hate Kingsley so much. Fuck up. KB. You can follow me at iChino12 on Instagram and at Fettuccino12 on Twitter. I'm going to change my Twitter name because clearly y'all can't never remember it. What? That's the only Fetti- one I can remember. Fettuccini? I, I remember that one all the time. Fettuccini Alfredo? I, I took time to memorize G's because I know it's Gianluca on Instagram and underscore G Martini on Twitter. I, I always got those confused, but now it was taken on. It was taken on Twitter. Gino, don't ever call me that. <laughs> All right, that's it for us. We will see you guys for the recap. See y'all later. Peace. Later, Vandal. Let us know.